Center. Who is that? Nets super fan, Mr. Whammy. We send a lot of love to Mr. Whammy. He made it to, I think, every game in New Jersey. Made it to almost every game in Brooklyn until the pandemic. If, uh, you know, any Nets fan knows, he's the guy who's jinxing the opposing team when they're shooting their free throws. LeBron James got pretty pissed at him once. I Jonas, thought that was pretty funny. Jonas looked pretty off this, so far. So I don't think it's they, the Whammy. It's the Whammy, man. All right, let's get into the topics. We're going to be talking about the state of the team, including our injuries, the Buck series, and a couple wrap-up topics. Nice, clean, and crisp for this episode today. Okay, man, let's talk about the state of the team. What's going on? Well, we're a team, and we're up 2-0 on the Milwaukee Bucks. How? I have no idea. Um... Very, very, very concerning news, though. I'm going to start off on a little somber note. Um, 43 seconds into Game 1 of the Nets vs. Bucks series, um, some guy named James Harden re-aggravated a hamstring, his right hamstring. And, uh, yeah, Pete, it's not good, man. He was uh, didn't even run, didn't jog, didn't try anything. Just grabbed his hamstring walked to the locker room. It was fucking horrifying. Yeah, I think at that point, I personally wrote on Nets, uh, on Nets Twitter, on our Twitter, season over, because, like, a lot of fans, not all Nets fans, I really thought our season, you know, was going to take a big hit here. Everyone was saying, you know what, Harden's going to make the difference, Harden's going to make the difference. And then, like you said, 43 seconds into game one, we lose arguably our best offensive player. Bro, you have no confidence, man. Of course, That's I'm saying scary. that. You, you don't have any faith in your team. You thought you were thinking the same shit, piece of. <laughs> oh, this guy's a motherfucker. Yeah, you just, you just, you're just a homer. You're just, you know, you're just a fair weather fan. That's what you are. Yeah, you're not a real true. Nets fan. Mm-hmm. You didn't you have any faith in this team at all. <clears throat> How's that Carmelo jersey? Um, I told that you. I'll repeat that. I did not buy that. I did not buy that with my own money. All right. Let's. <laughs> enough of us. Game one was 115-107, won by our Nets. Nets won in convincing fashion. I was. Completely shocked. I think most Nets fans, like I said before, were completely shocked. No one could have seen something like this coming, especially after the Harden injury. Yeah, man, you talk about like Harden being hurt, but another still guy who's out is Jeff Green still. So you know, honestly, he's another important injury. But man, this the, like we'll get up into it later. But the play of Blake Griffin really 
seems to, you know, be propelling this Nets team right now in the first two games. He seems to be the difference maker on the boards. Um, on top of that, he looks like he's been reinvigorated. His put-back dunks have been posterizing, you know? What, what, what was the stat line? Blake Griffin, in game one, he had 18 points and 14 total rebounds. He was a plus two on the floor. He pretty much guarded Giannis and Thakupo the whole game. And you know what? Considering he did a pretty good job. You know, Giannis pretty was kind of a non-factor the whole game. And you know, he had 34 points, but I, I don't know. He just didn't seem he, – I mean, he was definitely dominant. But he, did, he, was, he was just giving him that three. And, you know, he definitely that was the right way to play him. And credit to Blake for being smart enough to stick to the game plan. Yeah, man, that's just very interesting defense, very interesting looks by the Nets. Also, just a couple stats to throw your way. Kyrie put up 25 points, 8 assists. KD, 29 points, 10 rebounds, coming up big on defense. And our boy Joe Harris put up 19. All around the starting lineup, besides our guy James Harden, obviously, just really came out and punched them in the face. Dude, I don't know, man. I didn't think for the life of me that the Bucks were going to shoot this bad, honestly. Um, other than Giannis, who put up 34 points, Lopez had 19. I mean, he had 8 of 11 from the field, but he only took one three-pointer. So a guy that's like known to take three-pointers, they pretty much limited him to only shooting stuff in the paint. They pretty much were going to let Giannis and Brooke Lopez at the paint. They couldn't keep up with the Nets. Um, on the three-point line, and that's kind of basically where everything was at. After, you know, all said and done, they shot only um, tw uh, 20% from three-point. Insane. I what mean, about Middleton, man? Did you see Middleton? 6 of 23 and 13 points. Um, 0 for 5 from three as well. Holiday 7 of 19 Ooh. and 17 points. I mean, negative 13s. Remember when they said P.J. Tucker was brought in to guard Kevin Durant? It's crazy, right? Dude, just, ugh, dude, couldn't, it, dude couldn't even touch him with the 10-foot pole if he wanted to. Kevin Durant is literally pretty much just getting anything he wants right now in the series. But listen, man, there's only one ball, and you know what? And uh, that's one game. Bucks won't shoot this bad again game two. They won't, Charlie. They just won't. No, it's not going to happen, right? It can't happen two games in a row. It's not going to happen. Even though we said, me and Charlie did say the numbers from last series, Milwaukee versus the Heat, they didn't shoot it too hot either. I don't know if it's the playoff defense, but, you know, hopefully they don't rain on me right now for saying that. But it, they, they can't shoot again for, you know, game two. It's got to so, be better, right? So the Nets didn't have a t point in that game, game two I'm talking about now. We're going to, like, bounce over to game two. Game two, they didn't have a minus on the floor the whole game. That's because the Nets didn't have a point in the game where they were losing. So you mean they were winning wire to wire, one would say? They were up by 49 at one point in this game. I honestly, P, I was looking up the scoreboard, I'm like, how is this fucking possible? Like, dude, the fucking Nets bench looked like a fucking all-star unit at this point. If you were just checking out from the end of the first, it was 36-19. to 19. Talking about, you know, a team like Milwaukee saying, you know, they're going to come back. Man, the Nets just did a great job of punching them in the face. 36 points in the first, 29 points in the second. Great offense to start the game. Yeah, dude, they ended up winning this game 125-86. to 86. I mean, dude, this game just, like, it just got away from the Bucks so goddamn early. 
I don't understand it. I really don't understand. This is a game where Kevin Durant um, literally put on an offensive clinic. He had 32 points on 12 of 18 shooting and 4 of 6 from 3-point. Dude, and then again, 4 rebounds and 6 assists on top of that. He was a plus 27 on the floor. Every the three the three the big three this game and I'm including Joe Harris in the big three uh, was plus 25 for Joe Harris plus 27 for Kevin Durant plus 23 for Kyrie Irving. Dude, Mike James was a plus 30 this game. When Mike James was on the floor, the Nets built up a 30 point lead pretty much. Dude, Mike James has been a fucking godsend for us. Somehow, some way, Marks pulled this guy out of the rushing gutter and brought him into Brooklyn and brought him into another rushing gutter. And basically, now this guy is playing really meaningful minutes against the team that we thought was going to be that you know a finals preview team. You know what I mean? So yeah, basically, it's it's like this guy's playing in Europe one day, the next day he's playing in an NBA Finals type atmosphere against probably what the second best team, third best team in the Eastern Conference. Crazy. Kyrie Irving had 22 points this game. He's another guy. He just hasn't... Since that bad game in Boston, man, he hasn't taken his foot off the gas. He's 9 of 17 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. Love it. Dude, the Nets The Nets so far in the playoffs are shooting uh, 50% from the field, 45% from 3, and over 90% from 3-point. Both series? I mean, from the free throw. From Ooh. both series, dude. This is the Ooh. playoffs. I mean, this team is so fucking hot right now. I don't want to get cocky and everything. They're but locked in, though. They, they are, are locked in. Defensi- they're focused. Defensively and offensively. Man, they're they're putting on clinics against these teams. I mean, like, these... I Again, I don't want to, like, you know, eat my words in the next two games. Again, anything happens, it's the playoffs. We've seen the Warriors go down 3-1 lose. So, I mean, I, I will not be shocked if the Nets lose four straight here because that's just how... I am as a Nets fan because you know we're real Nets fans and we're you know we've drank bleach before so this is the lasting effects from the we're bleach. We're the only Nets fans you guys know besides you whoever's listening. Exactly. I got I got two trivia questions for you. Just two. Just two right now about the team this year. Kevin Durant, Joe Harris. What are they both shooting from three? If you could take a guess. If you could just take a I'm guess. Sorry, you you, say, you could playoffs? round it up. You could round it up to like the nearest ten. Twenty percent, thirty percent. You said, "Oh, you said in the playoffs or just in the playoffs?" Yeah, you could round it up to the nearest ten. I want to say almost sixty percent. Both of them are shooting fifty percent. Wow, I feel like I feel like it's been more than that. Honestly, that's Insane. how like that's how locked in these guys are. Man, honestly, it just comes down. I know Joe Harris is a great three point shooter. Please don't let this as a takeaway from him. But man, he's getting some absurd looks because teams are just don't know what to do against Durant and Kyrie because. They require so much attention on, on offense. Like, the ball moves so smoothly now. I've never seen the ball move these last six games than it's ever moved, honestly. It's it's just the ball movement and, like, the, the unselfishness. Yet KD and Kyrie are just going off at the same time. It's crazy. Is it like the chemistry just kicked in all at once? Don't you feel that way? Is it just, like... I feel or- like the chemistry just kicked in all at once. It's crazy. <laughs> Cra- you know, honestly... I've seen a lot of different sets the Nets have put out on offense. Now, I, I'm not like an expert by any means, but offensively, man, they are getting, they are moving the ball so much. They are doing all these pick and roll plays that are just basically double switch pick and rolls. And they're just getting guys open off the initial pick and roll and then having another guy cut around the arc. So you're getting good three point shooters, a lot of good, you know, set your feet and sh- shot, like shot looks. And it's just like, 
I, it's like poetry, man. It's like, is it the Mike D'Antoni offense? I, I don't remember them using a lot of these sets, honestly. You know what it is? They just have an offensive philosophy, and they just figure it out. They know who the guys are that are going to shoot the ball. They know who's going to pass it. They know who's open in the corner. This team just has built chemistry. They're following, you know, they're on the, on the same page, following the same way. I, I don't know how else to say it, all, but this team's All insane. without James Harden and Jeff Green. you got to include Jeff Green in there because he's a major important piece here. And you know what? DeAndre Jordan hasn't even seen minutes yet, has he? That was a big thing we were going to say. Who yeah. was, everyone was saying, you know, is he going to get minutes? And he's it, not going to get minutes. I know he's like, dude, he's making mad money to sit on a bench and probably win a championship. Let's say hypothetically, why, why would he be mad? I mean, as a player, you got to have some personal self-respect, right? To you want to be on the court at all times. But, dude, he seems like to thrive in this role. I mean, dare I say he like took on more of like a Jared Dudley type he's role? He's mentoring uh, Claxton. Dude, he's done very well of late, by dude, the way. Yeah, Claxton, another guy, man. He just looks like he's locked in. I mean, the whole t- again, I can say that the whole team looks locked in. Dude, from dude, from Kyrie Irving all the way down to Chris Chioza. And shout out to Chris Chioza. How- you had to get that in there. Uh, Chris Chioza got shout some six, like six minutes of action. He was a plus three. Go figure. TLC played. Uh, TLC did play, and TLC ended up putting three points on um, one of three shooting from... Uh, <laughs> from the field. It was one for two from three points, so he shot 50%, you could say. So it's better than what we're used to seeing. So, you one know, four from, from the field. Cough, cough. Whatever. He still did better than what Same I thought. Same difference. But I got to give two quick notes I wanted to definitely talk about. We talked about Blake, how his hustle has, you know, really spirited this team in a way. But, man, in these playoffs, you would not believe this. This guy, Blake Griffin, who couldn't dunk. Who couldn't play no he's more? Washed. He's washed. This guy is totally washed. And you know what he's? You know what all that he's doing? He's shooting forty-five percent from three. Good for him. And you know what? And it's out of eleven attempts. It's not like it's two attempts. He's hitting his shots and he's making this team expand. You know, expand their offensive range. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. We expect this from KD. We expect this from Kyrie. But Blake, I don't think anyone would say he's going to hit forty-five percent in the playoffs from three. Plus, I think he's had some good, smart defensive plays, especially in this Bucks series. I, I think he's the done. Hustle, man. I mean, the, the, I I kind of see it. I mean, he had one really good game in, Bo- in the Boston series, but I mean, for the most part, he was kind of not even say non-factor, but he wasn't like as if, like effective he as he is now. On. No, you could be honest. He was getting picked on defense. Well, because, they were doing the pick and rolls at him. Because also, guys like Jason Tatum were being switched on. He's much quicker. Like he can handle. I mean, I know Giannis is. Fast as hell, and he's strong as hell. That's a and better matchup, though. It's far. a better matchup for him for sure. But he's—I mean, Giannis is just crazy long, crazy good. So, I, you know, you can't really expect him to like stop this guy outright. You can just expect the guy just make him force him to make difficult decisions with the ball, and that's what I think Blake Griffin's doing. Like, just give him an open three, and he takes it. And you know what? He hasn't shot very well at all this series, man. He's like. Jonas is like a thir- he shot thirty nine percent from three point during the regular season. That's like for really? Jonas. Really, he thirty? I didn't even know that. That's insane, dude. So good for him. Honestly, yeah. he's shooting only. Let me look at it up now. Shooting twenty five percent from three this series against the Nets. So, I mean, it, just let him take the shots, and his free throw percentage is god awful too. He's shooting twenty percent from free throws. So this is your star player. I mean, it's not just him. Holiday and Middleton, they have to step it up. 
No, they don't. They can I mean, just chill. I don't want them to, <laughs> but no, that's well, like... Why are you telling them they got to step up and shit? I, I would love the Nets to just blow them out every game. So, I, so I still let don't, them stay what they're doing. I still don't think this is going to be sustainable. I think Absolutely of, not. I just think they're going to come at us in other different looks. I mean, Budenholzer is getting a lot of shit. Basketball is a game of runs. Uh, they're not going to shoot... The Nets have been on a really long run. Well, I'm saying Milwaukee is not going to shoot 24%, 25% from three for the rest of the series. It's not going to happen. Do you credit that to any of the Nets' defensive schemes Absolutely. at all? Great. I think a great scheme. I think if we had James Harden, I can't imagine what this team would look like right now. Game three is going to be obviously the biggest game of the series right now. Either we go up 3-0 or they're going to cut into our lead. What's your prediction? Well, you know what's super important that I want to bring up that is, I think, huge is that last night's game, uh, we got to rest our starters in the fourth quarter, pretty much. You know, so leaving leaving that into ne- leading that into the next game, that's gonna play a huge factor because then maybe Nash will be inclined to play them a little more minutes if they need this, and this gets them more rest and. You know, honestly, it gets these other guys' minutes, too. And you know what? When these guys are called upon, God forbid there's another injury or something like that, when these guys are called upon, like Tyler Johnson, you know, he'll be ready because he already has some minutes under his feet. Or if, like, Blake Griffin's not effective against Embiid or or Giannis one night, you could throw Nick Claxton in there. He'll be ready. So these minutes buildups for everyone, all this stuff in the regular season where you're, like, kind of harped on, it's all leading up to now being successful. This is what it was all about, getting guys healthy, and, and shooting your shot in the playoffs. And I can't say everyone's healthy right now, although James Harden, I think, will be back this series. I mean, what do you think, man? If if we keep winning, we got to give him rest, right? we got to just let him rest. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to play him. What I was going to say with, with, the, with the prediction of Game 3 is we know that Harden's not going to play, right? It's pretty much known. They mm-hmm. haven't said it. We know. If Jeff Green took all this time off for his injury, how long are the Nets going to hold Harden? Wait, it was just tightness, right? So does that mean he's going to come back? Does that mean he's going to force his way back? Do we have a KD situation of coming back too early? Technically, it's just tightness. I hope. There's no strain. If it's a strain, then he's out for the probably the playoffs, I would say. But it's just tightness. Another thing... It could also be is like what every team does in the playoffs is, you know, not really show their hand with what they're going to do. Exactly. It's the gamesmanship. So what if the Nets are just having gamesmanship so the Bucks prepare for Harden anyway? I always always love that game when teams do that. Well, they know the guy's going to be out, but... Just like we did with Chris Chioza. Just like we did with Chris Chioza all year. The Nets just brought him back. They could have put him in any game in the playoffs. They chose that Very game. Very smart. Very great move by Steve Nash Just there. making sure bringing out the, the, the Chris Chioza card earlier. I got to keep bringing this guy up because this guy is... I, I can't believe it's he's back much. right now. I can't believe he's back playing if he right wins, now. Listen, if he wins the MVP, you're going to get a tattoo on your face. Oh, Chris Chioza. 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 I'm not doing the face. I'm not doing the face. Teardrop. A Chris Chioza teardrop? Yes. Gonna, I don't want to put it on my face, man. I can't do Why it. Why not? Because I don't do it want... behind your ear, then. Just on the one in one million chance of that happening. Do it behind your ear. I'll do it behind my ear. Wow. I'll do it behind my ear. Fair see, enough. See, that, that's a good negotiation, a Chris, guys. A Chris Chioza teardrop behind my ear. Or like a shooting stars of Chris Chioza. How about that? Love it. Okay. As long as it's All behind right. your ear, because I feel like that's, All right. that, that's awesome. Oh, my God. 
Shamit, if Shamit or Chioza win this, we're going to be fucked. Yeah. Game three, make a prediction. What's going to happen? I was la- I was right last series. Hmm. I think the Nets will actually win this game. I think they're going to go for the sweep. I, I really do. Now seeing what I've seen, I, I know this is super bold and cocky, and I know we said let's not be cocky because we're going to get it shoved in our face. But now talking about it, Charlie's getting hype. Jinx, guys. I'm, you know He's what? It. Nets losing six. Let's go. No, no just they can't stop it. It's uh, for real, for real. All right. You know no, I do, I do actually think they're going to sweep because I think Durant mm-hmm. and Irving are really just on. They're, I they're think, locked I think, in right now. I think everyone yeah, is kind of locked in. And you know what? Even if a couple of these guys like Harris or Blake Griffin have a bad night, these guys are so locked in. I think you can get a lot of production from Shamit. You know, when you need Bruce Brown has been a godsend for us. So I, I really think we have what it takes in the depth to pull this off. I think Milwaukee is a little scrambled right now. I think the game will be a lot closer. I think this game will be 115 to 110 Nets. Mm. I think they're going to lose. And I think they're going to, they're going to, this is going to be the only difference from last round. Only difference is that the Nets might have to win game six in Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee has to have one game. That they just shoot like eighty percent from three or sixty percent from three, just something outrageous. I honestly think that's going to be game four. It's possible. I, I think the Nets actually. I think they got a lot of momentum right now. I think they're, you know, they're. I Bruce Brown after the game said, you know, the the series starts in Milwaukee, and I think that's the right mindset. You Absolutely. Know? And that's like I think, I mean, I love Bruce Brown, but I think the whole team has that mindset. I think they're so like. I, I, you know, they, they look like they're a cohesive unit now. It's like I there's agree. a lot of trust there. You see you see it in the, on the floor when they play. A lot of ball movement. You know, they guys know when they're going to switch on defense and when they know, we're gonna, then know when they're going to stay on, a def, on an offensive player on the Bucks. So, again, credit to Steve Nash and the rest of the coaching staff to getting these guys prepared. And another shout-out to our Lord and Savior, Sean Marks, for giving us this, you know, good feeling. We finally have something good to feel. God bless you, Sean Marks. You're Thanks. the man. I thank you for letting me feel again. I will get a Sean Marks tattoo over uh, a Shamit tattoo. No, you're getting a Shamit tattoo. I'll get both. Imagine if I get, <laughs> I get Sean Marks, the trade of Shamit and Shamit. Are we just going to keep doing tattoo bets? Absolutely not, because it's never going to happen. Even if, even if, okay, I'm not going to say anything more. I can't. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> you're gonna get like a. You're gonna get. End up getting an Alize Johnson tattoo on your neck. Listen, he's he's a goon. He's good. I know. Okay. I know. I, I agree. I just don't think he's, he's the proper thing to get a tattoo in your neck of. No. 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 But uh, I'm good with that. Let's get to the wrap up. First topic. I hate talking about this type of shit. You brought it up, and I had to agree with you that technically yes, this is Nets <laughs> news. So I have Huge to mention Nets it. News. Lana Rhodes, famous for you know what, also a popular YouTuber. Pornography. That's what he. I'm gonna that's, bleep. That's what he, no, you're not gonna bleep that. We just literally said fuck like four times on this episode. And you're gonna bleep out pornography. Yes. Better not. I'm doing it. <laughs> she. Um, I don't even know how. You, this is your story. You take this one. I can't well, even get right. into this shit. Fine, I'll take this one. I don't. I don't, take I, don't it. I, I can't even get all into right. it. So apparently, Lana Rhodes went on a date with the Nets, quote unquote, superstar. So. Nets have like 15 superstars, so it it was definitely someone like um, I would say Reggie Perry, but uh, no, in all seriousness though, someone in the big three. Someone in the big three. Now, everyone pretty much assumes this is Kevin Durant, right? She described Our him as it. very like what's the word? Uninterested and boring. Kevin Durant, you know, he's amazing at basketball. He has passions about things. 
you know, I don't think he's the guy like you want to have a conversation with about life. I just think he'll be very, you know, blunt with you. And I respect that because he's out front and he's very honest. And that's a very good quality to have. But she said he was uninterested and basically got to a point where he had a side chick ready for him if that date didn't Smart work out. Man. He brought it, he brought right. a side piece to a date with the porn star, which is I mean that's fucking any guy's I guess dream. I mean be an NBA superstar and champion, and pretty much go on a date with the porn star, but have a side chick just as a backup just in case it's not a good it's date. Ballsy, man. Hey man, I can never do it, and I you know. I, yeah, man. I just I, I don't really know words. That's pretty. He got her a suite at the Barclays Center. Yeah. In one of the games. Listen. We're assuming this is Durant. You, th- you don't think that any chances is James Harden? That's that was my guess. We were talking about it before. First, I was like Kyrie. I was like He's nah, this guy, Kyrie has exactly. And I was thinking, you know, Harden. Harden's wild, but you know what? Why are we? I don't like. I don't even like talking about stuff like this because it's like you're talking about dudes. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I find and, this uh, very weird, but I just think it's a fucking hilarious it's a story. story so. I think it's hilarious, man. Personally, I think it's really funny. I just think the hype around it's like kind of kind of hilarious. I, I you know, I just, I just want them to win and you know give me joy. So and a story about Lana <laughs> you know, Rhodes. Also. Yeah, great. Talking about you know all this drama and whatnot. We had a little situation with uh, the former basketball player and ESPN talking head, Jay Williams. And also, most importantly, friend of KD. Supposedly. Supposedly. What, yeah. what t- fill me in, Charlie. Uh, Jay Williams basically said fake information that Kevin Durant said to him. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin Durant and Giannis were compared. And, you know, like, what do they do differently? What do they do the same? And, like, oh, yeah. Jonas is uh, Kevin Durant that doesn't have a developed a shot yet. And, you know, he could be the best player in the world. And then Kevin Durant supposedly, this was said by Jay Williams, mind you. Jay Williams said Kevin Durant went up to him and said, don't ever compare me to him or whatever. Something like that. Paraphrasing, but basically along those lines. And then today came out, Kevin Durant tweeted. He's like, I never said that to you, Jay. Like, why would you make up shit about me and basically say I was trashing Jonas' skill? Like, it was downplaying Jonas. Very definitely condescending towards Jonas. Very convenient to put it out there after they beat them, the beat the shit out of the Bucks, right? I don't get it. Like I don't know the full story, but I just don't get it. like they're cool. Like are they fighting behind the scenes? Because they're very they're very cool. So it's just like why would you trash one of your friends? They even break bread, I believe. I think Jay Williams has a show on uh, on Katie's network, Katie's platform. So I don't I don't get this at all. Does it make sense to you, man? You know, I think it's a matter of, you know, saying anything. He's, he's part of the media, man. He's in the media now. So he'll say anything and everything to, you know, to get clicks and likes and listens and follows. It's like, that's what it's all about. That's what we're doing, right? You know. Just a lot less. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's less that's, smaller level. Yeah, man. That's just. I, I think it's Kevin yeah. Durant lost trust in someone that he thought he could talk to and give information to. And, I, you know, Kevin Durant, he may have said something along those lines and everything like that. And, you know, in an interview he did like five years ago or something, he, he definitely put something out there that talked about Giannis being a hell of a player and like talking good on him. So, you know, he's always pretty much maintained that stance is that Giannis is like a very obviously amazing player. And, you know, I don't think he thinks that everyone's like the same player. I mean, if you're anyone with eyes and watching basketball, Kevin Durant and Giannis and the Gumbo, Two completely different players. They're the same size and length. One's brolic and jacked. Kevin Durant's 
tall and slender, and he's you know much better shooter. Giannis, I think we could say he's much better going to the basket, even though that's really not saying much. But Kevin Durant is obviously shown now that why he's like a least absolutely lethal player. I don't think Giannis has really, and again, I could be eating my words because they could just come back and sweep. But Kevin Durant is definitely lethal. I don't think Giannis is lethal. I definitely agree with that, and I definitely think that it's you know generations different. You could argue positions are different. Just a, a whole lot with that story. We don't know who said it. We don't know who didn't say it. So as far as I say, I'm going to mind my own business. It's just sad when you have two friends that are arguing or you know having to go through something like that. Yeah, right. You know, it's be a shame. disappointing during yeah, the playoffs. Be, be a shame. Uh, talking about playoff, <laughs> a playoff team lost their coach. Guy got fired. Portland is making a change, and there's two nets or four. See, one current net, I guess you could say, and one former net who's uh, might be running for the job. Dame Lillard wanted Jay Kidd for the job, supposedly. Jay Kidd says he doesn't want the position. He doesn't want to be considered for it. Who knows what's going on with that? Portland, we don't know if, he, if they wanted him. We don't know if they didn't want him. We don't know. All we know is we need to keep Dame Lillard happy if you are a Portland fan. Absolutely. you got to keep Dame Lillard happy. I wish, you know... Daniel wasn't that. Could have been. I know that old that old story. We that probably we wouldn't about, have Durant and yeah. Irving now. I know. Still would have been a crazy team. Mike D, Mike D'Antoni, our offensive uh, quarterback coordinator. You can say uh, quarterback coordinator. Same difference. Guy who runs our offense basically is also a supposed candidate. How big of a loss would that be to lose Mike D'Antoni? I'd say huge. I agree. I think. I think Nash is basically the same mindset offensively, right? I you know, he learned under him, played on played under him, just still like developing with him. And I think the only thing that Nash is gonna suffer from is like drawing up plays from the timeout. I think Mike has those offensive sets right after the timeout already locked. The Nets are so good at getting buckets after the timeout. Definitely. And, and I think Mike D'Andoni is a big part of that. I think he makes it a lot easier on Steve Nash. And, uh, you know, I, I really hope we don't lose him. But also at the same time, like, if he gets a ring here and then wants to get a head coaching job, I don't I don't blame him. If at that age you know you're going to have a juggernaut team, let's say, you know, let's say I'm making this up, Nets win, Nets offer you the highest, you know, um, I don't know, highest amount to be an assistant coach, right? You and Jug, one of the highest paid assistant coaches. Do you stay? Or do you take a head coaching job with a team that's eh in the West? What I don't could, know. What could be going for the Nets is that, you know, he's a little older now. He might not want, like, that kind of responsibility. He wants to settle down, right? I hope so. Well, again, it would be great to keep because the, the offense I was seeing lately is uh, looking pretty good. Looking pretty, pretty good. Definitely. We're fired at all cylinders. And um, I think that's the, just about it for today, my friend. Is there anything else you'd like to... To throw up, we got to talk about the other series. Oh yeah, Phoenix is up one nothing on Denver. Uh, that was the game happened last night, and Atlanta's up one nothing on Philly. Huge so, upset. Huge upset. So huge. we'll watch that series very closely. Uh, they also they got a game tonight, so you know I'll probably be watching a little bit of that later. And then um, you also got the Jazz and the Clippers, which is also going to be a crazy series. They didn't play a game yet because they went to seven games with the Mavericks and the Clip the Clippers did obviously, but. Uh, yeah, that's gonna. This is gonna be uh, 
I mean, these are, gonna, these are just all, wild, these man. are like all the top teams, you know, except for the Hawks. I think it's like the first four, uh, f- four seeds. I think. What do you do? Well, Hawks were the fifth seed. No, I'm saying besides. I said besides for Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I was gonna say, man. Imagine the Hawks beat Philly. I don't know. Can't happen, can uh, it? Joel Embiid might not be completely healthy, and he's. How get- is this guy playing? That's some bullshit. I, I don't know how he's playing like a torn meniscus. I think, right? Yeah, they say it's because of the area of it. You know what it's I mean? Safe. In some areas, it's a lot worse. Man. And apparently, he's lucky enough that it was in a good spot. I man. saw something that even like yeah, in the good lucky. spot. This is what I think. That's what happened to Andrew Bynum. I think that I heard something like that. Of course, we don't want anybody to get hurt. No, of I don't want to wish anybody to get hurt. But Andrew Bynum played through a meniscus injury in I think the 2010 finals, and and. You saw what happened to his career. Never the same since. Never the same since. So, I, you know, you got to be careful with your superstars like that. I mean, the Nets are, and look what happens. James Harden still ends up pulling a hamstring. but God, Better you know, than a tear. 100% better than a tear, but Jesus Christ. If they keep winning, then it's fine. If they start to get any adversity, they're going to, like, I hope they don't rush him back. Cause That's I mean, what I was going to think about right now. Let's say we lose. It's 2-2. Harden comes back, yes or no? No, I think you wait till 3-2. You gotta be down three to two. If it's bad, I mean, if it's like if he's Ooh, like if, know, if he's man. if he's participating if he's participating in full practices and not getting hurt, then I think yeah you bring him back in two two. But if he's like even like fifty like even I would even say seventy five percent of what he is, I honestly think then you don't bring him back because why are you gonna risk this guy tearing a muscle? We don't know shit basically. Exactly, right? I don't know shit. Don't I'm not a doctor, shit. but still like. Why are you going to risk this guy tearing a muscle when he's out for, like, first half of next year and maybe not even be a, the same player again? You got to you gotta play – again, I hate saying it, and I always end up being like, shit, I can't believe I'm a hypocrite and, like, going to be pissed later about it. But, you know, deep down I know this is, like, the right way to treat something like this. So, I, I think – I trust them. I trust it seems like works. It seems like KD, Kyrie, and the crew have it on cruise control right now. So, let's see if they don't keep their foot off the gas. Let's see what's going to happen next. Follow us on the Instagram. Follow us on the Twitter. Twitter, you could find us at Only Nets Fans Pod. You could find us on the Instagram, the Only Nets Fans You Know. Have a great day. Have a great commute. Enjoy the games. And let's go, Nets, guys. You could also find us outside the Barclay Center scalping tickets. Allegedly. Not really, though. <laughs>